Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's not the best of vibes right now as we start this episode, but what is going on, everybody? Welcome in to episode number 474 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's KB and Matt coming at you from Underground Studios. Live watch along for the rest of game two of the NLCS, Phillies and Padres. We're going to talk some Eagles. We're going to talk some Union, talk some Sixers. And is optimistic October back on as the Flyers are 3-0 to start 2022, 2023. And of course, we'll talk Survivor at the end of the episode. But before we get started, make sure you guys are following us on the socials, Twitter and Instagram at UndergroundPHI. Once we hit 3K on Twitter, which we are very close to doing, shout out to Brandon Marsh's uh, DMX karaoke at Xfinity Live. That video went crazy and whole bunch of new people started following us. So uh, once we get to 3K, we have a big uh, giveaway in the works. So come on through and follow us on Twitter at UndergroundPHI. Follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castorina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. It helps more people find the show, helps more people get in conversation with us about our favorite sports teams. And, uh, of course, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel where you get full video episodes of all your favorite Underground Sports Philadelphia podcasts. We're on that road to 1K subscribers over there as well, currently sitting at 255. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, smash that like button, ring the bell icon, and comment down below how you're feeling about the Phils being in the NLCS, the Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, Union, you name it. Drop it in the comment section below. Big thank you to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Tomahawk Shades, best small batch eyewear in the game. You guys should be rocking your Tomahawk Shades Blue Light Plus glasses during all the baseball playoffs during every NFL Sunday. Go to TomahawkShades.com and use code USP for 25% off your order. What's going on, Matt? Living the dream. So Bit of a nightmare, but as we have said time and time again on this show, a nightmare is technically a dream as Bryce Harper is up to bat right now uh, in Game 2 of the NLCS. Phil's trailing 7-4. But Matt, since the last time we recorded... The Phillies in the NLCS mm-hmm. uh, just absolutely wash the Braves, and they take game one of the NLCS on uh, Tuesday night. Kyle Schwarber hits the second longest home run in the StatCast era history, uh, creates a new Bryce Harper meme. Harper also goes deep in that game, and the biggest thing was that the Phillies once again stole a game on the road, and, you know, 
We'll see how this game two ends up going. Obviously not the best of vibes, but Bryce Harper just got under one, and it's off the wall. Um, you get three in Philadelphia, which I think is the biggest takeaway you know, from a best of seven in baseball, the way that it goes where it's 2-3-2. Two, two. If the road team is able to steal one of those two games, the entire series flips in your favor. Yeah, um, especially you know if they're able to really, <laughs> really pull one out tonight and get a get a two zero lead to coming back home. But I would like to reflect first on the Braves here. Yes, because um, we didn't have the chance to do that, and uh, just like an electric feeling, have not felt that way about the Phillies in such a long time. <laughs> like as an adult, I have not felt like that about the Phillies. I was a, I was a child the last time they were uh, they were entertaining me that way uh the jt inside the park home run was i think um again if you're talking about these little vignettes and moments that could be part of the compilation of something really special at the end of this uh that's that's another one and the reese bat spike the, oh my god <laughs> talk to the people matt that what, was, what went um, through your veins when reese threw that bat on the ground i can remember bryce harper's walk-off grand slam and Crux like oh <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's that's um the that's like the feeling that uh i was actually speechless but like if i could have emitted a sound it would have sounded something like that it was just guttural and um it was just great it, and that felt like a real like cleansing uh, of the phillies of the last few seasons and i would say going that series already felt like you're playing with house money a little mm-hmm. bit now it really feel but now it starts to also feel like you, st- you take game one of the NLCS. You, you actually start to like think about like making the World Series, yeah. about winning the World Series. You know, you don't want to get ahead of yourself, but like it reaches a certain balance point where it's no longer I ah, we're just happy to be here, and it's like no, like you don't know when you'll be back in the NLCS, right? <laughs> so it'd be nice to win it. Um, it'd be nice to to take advantage while you're here, and, and things have fallen for you the way they have. Um, also, couldn't stand the discourse about. Uh, how the this the seeding worked and how oh my god if you're the top seed i guess you should just get you should only have to win one game to advance or something i, I don't know what well no the playoffs should be abolished and if you win the most games in the regular season you're just crowned the champion listen i wouldn't hate it's kind of funny that baseball doesn't have something like that whereas like hockey has like the president's mm-hmm. trophy in the mls you have the supporter shield and some like european leagues too like that's you win that's it you know if you're the best of the regular season I'm kind of surprised baseball doesn't have something right to like show like hey you had the best record in baseball in the regular surprised season. every like, sport doesn't really truly have it, does, that. it doesn't really make sense um but also the advantage you get is five days of rest that it seems re- like nobody could take advantage of except for the astros yeah. weird how no astros fan is complaining about uh, this but all the mets hilarious yankees are totally uh, fine yankees are fine and i bet they'll like play it's just your advantage is that you get to reset your rotation and get to face the the team's third or fourth fourth choice pitcher mm-hmm. against your top pitcher. Your bullpen gets to be completely rested. Everyone gets completely rested, and you get the first two games at home. What other advantage do you want? I'm like lukewarm to the idea of teams getting to choose their own opponents, but I also yeah. think that's lame. Like I'm sorry. Agreed. Also, like 
It sucks. Yeah, I'm sure it sucks when you win 100-plus games and you get bounced by a team. Maybe play you... better when the lights come on. Maybe play better, and that has also happened to literally every team in the history of time. Yep. <laughs> just, you didn't see been... us in 2011 no. saying, oh, the playoffs are, are terrible because 102-win yeah, Phillies team didn't You can get mad advance. about the result, but like wanting to like abolish the system is like so lame. So it was so stupid, stupid when there's there's three or four teams making the playoffs. Should we just go back to the top team in each uh, league just automatically advances to the World Series, and that's it. There's your World Series. Like, that's the way these people talk. It's just exhausting. So, I'm glad our first um, <clears throat> postseason series against a division team is a win. <laughs> and yeah. it was the Braves. Um, that felt great. Um, and, yeah, it just felt like uh, the Phillies I went to, like, another level <laughs> in, it did. in that series. Like, it was truly – it was beyond what we had seen from them, even – in that uh, that Cardinal series, so and then they took the party to Xfinity Live, celebrating with fans. Bryce Harper popping champagne bottles uh, up on that top deck at Xfinity Live. Brandon Marsh doing DMX karaoke, um, signing Zin containers for for fans, which was absolutely hilarious. Um, but Matt, I do have one of our our new favorite things to do on this show is uh, old time baseball player names. So this was uh, this is from at Phillies Notes, which is like the Phillies' official like stats keeping account, and like their comms department provides all the info. So seven pitchers in MLB history have started their postseason careers two and zero with zero earned runs allowed and six plus innings pitched in their first two starts. This list comes due to Aaron Nola accomplishing this feat. Can can you even guess who the closest? I'll give you the date of the closest uh, to Aaron Nola is twenty sixteen. 2016, that probably would have been blanking. No idea. Corey Kluber Corey is the Kluber. most recent to do it. And then the following Wait, who are, was he on the Cubs? He was year? with Cleveland. Cleveland that year. Um, and then in 1991, Steve Avery did it. In 1983, uh, Mike Bodicker. 1933. Bodicker, hardly know her. <laughs> In 1933, Carl Hubble. <laughs> they named the Hubble telescope after, actually. So. In 1921, Wait Hoyt. Wait Hoyt. W-A-I-T-E. And then in 1905, everybody's favorite pitcher, Christy Mathewson, mm. accomplished that feat. Yeah, the all, all names. <laughs> <laughs> all names, to be sure. Um, yeah, I mean, Nolan Wheeler. Nolan, not so much today, unfortunately, but yeah. Um, I mean, Wheeler that has been unreal. Nola, outside of this, I don't want to call it a collapse, but just that. This rough. is his first bad start in over a month. Yeah, um, not spectacular. But I mean, even before that inning, really uh, didn't put much wrong. But you're just really unfortunate, and uh, that just snowballed into something worse. And that could be the the focal point of why the Phillies is this game. But Wheeler was spectacular last night in Game One. Uh, Darvish was too. Like it was a great mm -hmm. pitcher's duel. Just again, like Darvish makes like two mistakes, and Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber punish him for that. And so it's a uh, it's a fun series so far. And um, I'm looking forward to coming back to Philly. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That'll be great. Uh, but yeah, it's frustrating in some ways. Um, you know, just uh, just the way today has gone. But you know, still uh, still had the potential at least to. Still a lot of baseball left. Still a lot of baseball left. Um, I mean, this Phillies team, let's not forget, this postseason run started being 2-0 down in the ninth inning to mm -hmm. the Cards. You know, and, um, 
I don't know how many people would have picked uh, <laughs> picked them to to win that game and then go on to to win that series and and be the so I don't know you know it's it's too early to to say anything yet I think you'd already say like even if you lose tonight going back to Philly you know the the series being even is a, a huge advantage to have for yourself um, and that's I, I think that's already mission accomplished on what you wanted to do taking two would be fantastic but right taking taking one is great it's a great feeling and it's the same feeling we had in that brave series when the phillies won game one and then lost game two and it was like this gut punch but if you would have told us hey the phillies take one of the games in atlanta everybody's signing up for that because you feel way more confident about this team at home i feel like a lot of people felt the same way about this if you take one in san diego you're coming back to philly for three games where you, again, have a chance to clinch at home, you're a much better home team than you are on the road, and you saw the environment that the postseason was in Philadelphia for those two games against the Braves. It was unlike anything we had ever seen. Like, Ken Rosenthal was getting emergency alerts on his phone about possible hearing loss <laughs> because of how loud the, the audio decibels were. Like, we have been waiting for that moment for so long and now it's only going to continue to progress when we get back home because the the nice part about this series is it's happening during an Eagles bye week everybody's going to be locked in on the Phillies and everyone's going to give their full attention to this team when they get back home yeah it's been uh it was a really good weekend (laughs) (laughs) really good weekend but yeah it's um yeah I, I think that too like you have to say the atmosphere played a, a hand in that Braves series. I think it'd be foolish to not say so. Like, I haven't seen the Braves that rattled. I mean, honestly, yeah. like, I, I, I've i never seen, like, um, Charlie Morton is, like, one of the best, like, elimination game pitchers in the playoffs ever and, like, was just done. <laughs> like, just got absolutely thrashed, which, like, and granted, did get hit on the elbow, so sure, they, they but, were precautionary like, with that. But still, I, yeah. like even before that, it's not like you know the Phillies weren't making any contact. Right. You know, like I don't know. You know, the, like there's something about that environment that I think is is hard for. It's not it's not easy to, to walk into that uh, that atmosphere. That's why home field advantage is a thing. Come on, Jake, beat him out. <sighs> <laughs> um, yeah, Sir Anthony Dominguez in uh, four appearances. Um, Phoenix Rising. <laughs> Just unreal. Who, Christ alive. Uh, in uh, in four appearances this postseason, four point two innings pitched, one hit, zero runs, ten strikeouts. So he and Alvarado have been unreal, unbelievable. <laughs> um, who who would have thought? Not me. And I mean, even in in moments like Andrew Bellotti has been fantastic this postseason. Like just some of the unsung heroes for this team. Like Bryson Stott's been great. Brandon Marsh hits a, a home run in that clinching game against the Braves. Like Matt Vierling has been unbelievable when he plays. It's just it's one of those things where like just feels different, you know, as soon as the postseason got here, like this team. And I, I said this on uh Monday's episode, like I think the best thing that happened to this Phillies team was having that fourteen game road trip together because you're on the road together. You're around these guys, have to be around these guys, and it just builds team camaraderie together that you can't, like, you can't teach that. You can't just hand that out to somebody. Like, those are moments that bring teams together or it makes them fall apart. And in this instance, I think it's really brought the Phillies together as a team. Yeah. Um, and I think, too, like, you face a lot of adversity uh, on that trip, too. And I think it's no surprise either that 
Phillies have been able to go on the road and, and get big wins, you know, in, in the playoffs so far. Every series, they've been able to go on the road and win at least one game so far. And that's um, not, not, not many teams can say that, you know, like it's not, it's not a regular thing, you know, that you have a, a three game wild card, all of them away from home and you win that series two nothing. And you go to your, one of your division rivals and take game one. And, um, you know, you, you do that on the road and, a place that you haven't played that well in a team that is um, certainly, I, I would say in the regular season was a better team than, than the Phillies, but it didn't show that in, in the postseason. So there is something to be said, I think about like, you know, and we talked to about uh, the series and then does rest actually benefit you or not, you know, and, and that it's actually more like a coin, a coin flip, um, you know, still, even, even when you have that rest. So uh, there's something to the playoffs about having some momentum, which, which the Phillies have had so far. And who but the pa- Padres have too. We should yeah. say, you know, everything 100%. we're saying about the Phillies, you could pretty much say about the Padres, um, which is uh, which is why I think this is going to be a really really interesting series. And who would have thought, you know, your final four in baseball are probably your two favorites in the American League with the Astros and the Yankees, and then the five and six seed in the National League with the Padres and Phillies. And just as we all drew it up, <laughs> that's how everybody's postseason bracket started back in March. Um, and I mean. Guys have just stepped up. Like Bryce Harper is a, a mutant right now. Like, Bryce Harper, you can make the case has been like the postseason MVP easily, easily. Like he's, it's like him and Jordan Alvarez have been two of the hottest hitters in all of baseball in the postseason. And here is uh, Josh Allen. He's turning into the uh, LeBron James of the NFL. <laughs> because Josh Allen has been before his his. Uh, he's from California though, isn't he? I. Th- think but there was i think his rookie year he went to yankee stadium was rocking a yankees jersey and then last season he was in toronto throwing out the first pitch in a blue jays jersey now he's insane it's like come on pal like figure it out he's from firebow california so there's at least a chance at least that there's the a padres connection. were like his team uh growing up but uh, i mean come on some gross vibes it. there. Um, Philly's still trailing 7-4, bottom of the six now. Uh, Connor Brogdon into pitch. If you're watching live, we are going to do uh, some watch along for you. Um, but, I mean, again, like we said, if you if you told us at the beginning of this series, the Philly split in San Diego. Okay, first two Fireball games. California is... Uh, almost six hours away from San oh, Diego. Get out I mean, California's here. a big ass. It's closer to L.A. than it is. Yeah. It's closer to like the. It's like NorCal. Okay, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we get it. This guy, <laughs> uh, Trevor Hoffman, great. <laughs> let's, put, let's put some of that stink in the air. Ugh. Shout out to Josh Allen. Good for him. But I think if you would have told us... I hope he goes us, home very disappointed tonight. <laughs> if you would have told us we split, we'd sign up for that a hundred times out Everyone of is going to lie to themselves and say, oh, shit. But, like, if you would offered that, like, blindfolded yep. at the beginning taking of the series, that you're taking that every time. Sorry, but you just are. And it's just nice that we're one of the last four standing right now. Feels good. Feels good to be, like, a team that everyone's watching and discussing. It's weird when you listen to, like... I don't know, like other like sports podcasts and mm-hmm. they, you know, they just touch about like playoff baseball and stuff. And it's like, they mentioned the Phillies and that's just, 
bizarre. Yeah. Because <laughs> I also wasn't listening to podcasts the last time. Speaking of things right. that have changed since. They didn't exist. <laughs> they did, but like no one understood. A no one knew what the podcast app was on the, the iPhone, the iPod Touch. I was like, I think it's radio, but I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I think you can listen to old Around the Horn episodes on there. I think that's that was my first podcast experience was uh, – was pardon the interruption and around yeah. the horn would get saved as a podcast. Now and we might have just had the vibe slip a little bit. People behind home plate started doing the wave. That's you know I gotta tell you that's I would expect that of a of a coastal city like San Diego. Yes. But now, how are we me. feeling about this broadcast? Because a lot of people have said that Joe Davis and John Smoltz throughout this run because they've called all of the Philly series, I believe. Have been very biased towards the uh, the home teams, not name the Phillies. I haven't felt that. I think people. I'm also like the complete opposite with people and like hating on broadcasting yeah. stuff. Like I, I've always loved Joe Buck. I've always Agreed. thought Joe Buck is good. I think I, Joe Davis is doing a great job, and I expected in the Braves series for Smoltz to be biased because he pitched for the Braves, right? And he, I didn't think that he was. I don't think he said anything like that I can remember. And I think to me that says he's been fine. I think, I think people hear what they want to hear from commentators. Mm-hmm. And I just think, I just think of this all the time. Literally every fan thinks every commentator for every sports hates their team yeah. and loves whatever team they're playing. Everyone. And that can't possibly be true <laughs> because it just doesn't. It and doesn't it only gets out. worse because the Phillies are losing right now. Right. So you're gonna, you know, people take pick up everything to the, an extreme. People pick up on what would normally just be like a normal comment and think yeah. it's like this guy John Smoltz should never commentate the Phillies again. Um, all that kind of stuff. And I, I thought that got out. <laughs> I I okay. So I don't know if this is just a me thing or what. I've had a really hard time with like home runs and yeah. fly balls this postseason. I don't know if it's like. I don't know if I'm just like not reading the game, but there's been a few times where like, oh, that's that's a fly ball. Yep. And it's like that is not a fly that, ball. That Tarno <laughs> or like, run. oh, that's gone and it like just dies. You know, like doesn't even make it a warning track or something. <laughs> so, um, I I don't know. Maybe maybe we need like a different camera camera angle, something like that. But yeah, I just I think everyone always thinks every commentator hates their team and mm-hmm. loves the other team, no matter what, no matter the sport. You can just never win with that. I think there are there are some bad commentators like across sport yeah that's that's reasonable to say but i haven't felt that there's been any like severe bias but i'm also not the person to really like pick up on that also uh since we love the run differential stat so much the phillies uh all time have the second best home run differential in the first 25 postseason games played uh, at a certain stadium dating back to uh, October 1st, 2008, which was, or 2007, which was the first uh, postseason game at Citizens Bank Park. Only team better was the 1925 to 1927 Yankees, who had one more run than the Phillies have. Uh, that was a pretty good Yankees team, I think, too. Well, that, uh, that had Schwarby Parker and, uh, <laughs> and Holds Frinstein. <laughs> yeah, so. Turns out Philly's pretty good at home in the in the playoffs. Yeah, um, and that's why I'm like, you know, if today is just a wash, like, fine. You have three opportunities now to go at home and, and take care of business. Yeah, I'm excited to have uh, have them back in Philly. and It probably means another Wheeler start, too, Yeah, for you game could, five. Yeah, you could probably get Wheeler back for game five. Um, cause I think he had an extra 
day of rest, right? For this I want to say. And then you um, have tomorrow's a travel day, yeah. which would be two days off for him. Game three is supposed to be Ranger. Game four is uh, Cindergard, And then I think game five would, would be, be Wheeler, on Wheeler again. Should we should we get there today? Still on the, the TBD, uh, TBD schedule here. So, yeah, looking forward to it. It's been great. Playoffs have been great. Weirdly looking forward to watching like the Astros Yankees. Yes, yeah. it's weird what happens when your team is in it. How much more you care? I was just saying that too. <laughs> how much more invested? You and it are. feels like the playoffs have been like that much like more entertaining this year. Yes, mostly again because when the Phillies have not been in, like yeah, and catch, you're paying closer attention. I'll now. catch it. Uh, I'll catch the highlights or something. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like take time out of my day to watch the games. And like some watch. of the games have just been insane. Like yeah, the. The 18 inning marathon between the Astros and the Mariners, um, you know the Josh Naylor running around the bases after that he was psycho- stones, <laughs> just absolute like psychopath behavior. And then Yankees fans last night doing it back to him when he struck out, like unbelievable. How like the the scenes of this postseason have been incredible. Yeah, been a lot of fun. Um, and then you get the, the goose and the, the Dodgers Padres series. I got to say, I don't like playing a team with a an plucky animal. team with an animal, with a rally animal. That has just historically yeah. not been kind to us. Um, so <laughs> I will say Alex coffee tweeted today that it, it was very weird and it wasn't even the weirdest thing she saw was that, uh, two members of the Padres had a goose like in a cage and it wasn't the same goose. It was a white goose she was like this is just very strange and it's not the strange thing i've seen today okay well <laughs> i'd like to hear what those other strange things are because <laughs> i don't know no it gets weirder than that to be honest but and also shout out to uh the phillies press box ice cream guy he uh he ordered ice cream earlier in the week for this coming week because he said that he knew the phillies were gonna win he's like i'm a witch i can see into the future how about next week? What's next week looking like? I think his name is uh I think his name is Mikey Two Scoops. Oh god, love it. <laughs> hey Mikey, what is uh I don't know, just it's like November second looking <laughs> like, you know, like just ice what's, cream what's wise. On the menu? What are we what are we thinking there? Uh also loving that uh Dancing on My Own has become the rallying cry. Yeah, I hope that sticks around because it's a banger. It's it's a certified banger. Um, and I think at some point, Callum Scott throws out a first pitch, one way or another, whether it's or Robin. I would lie, yeah, you know, like, I would honestly, take that too. Take them, take them both, or all three, like yeah. Robin, Callum Scott, and yeah, like, like a Dixie chick situation. Yeah. Or I guess they're just the, the chicks. chicks now, but um, and everybody was you know taking polls and stuff, so. I figured uh, we'd try to make our bets, too, because Victorino, Pat Burrell throughout the, the pitches for Game 3 and 4 against the Braves. Uh, so everyone's trying to predict who's going to do it for Games 3, 4, and TBD Game 5 at home. I feel like Jimmy Rollins is going to be one of them. Like, he's around, he works for the team, obviously, so he's around. Uh, a lot of people were saying Chase Utley, but my man is trying to establish residency in London right now to grow the game for baseball in London. So I don't know how readily available Chase Utley will be for the NLCS. I said it should be Rollins, Ryan Howard, Matt Stairs. 
Matt Stairs for a game five would be uh what's your plan doing? Where's Blaine? Yeah, at? where's Blaine? <laughs> Blaine would be sick. Um yeah, I think especially having like Rollins and Howard would be good. I mean, just keep doing it till we run out of like 2008 Phillies. Right. <laughs> keep. Now, something that would be incredible, hopefully we get to the World Series, something that would be absolutely insane would to unearth Cliff Lee for one of the first pitches for the World Series. <laughs> he just steps out of like a cryo chamber. <laughs> Just comes up from the bottom of. What has Cliff Lee been doing? What Nobody is... knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. Like he get, apparently he gets invited to all the um, alumni weekends and just never responds. Huh. Like has just gone off the grid. You know what though? Like quiet quitting. Respect it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like eh, I'm good actually. <laughs> I don't. Uh, and you guys can probably make your. Uh, your prop bet there for who's going to throw out the first pitches for the NLCS for the Phillies at playpickup.com. It's the best place to play the hottest headlines in sports. You rack up points on your fan profiles, cash them in for prizes on the pickup marketplace. That's playpickup.com. As Connor Bragdon just struck out Juan Soto. Um, I mean, I also think Cole Hamels could be on the table for the NLCS, if not the World Series. A lot of people think they're saving like the 1980s guys for the World Series. Mike Schmidt throwing out the first pitch. Schmidt. Uh, John. Uh, I know he's not Nate, but John Crook throwing out the electric. first pitch. And then he just like snaps into a hot dog. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I mean, and also, did you see the recreation of the Larry Anderson video from back in the day when he was yelling at the kids that were Braves fans? No. Oh, man. I got to show you this video. This was fantastic stuff. So back in the day, the Phillies were playing um, the Braves in Atlanta, and Larry Anderson is like hanging over the uh, the guardrail of the dugout, and is like, "Braves are gonna lose. Braves are gonna lose. We're gonna kill them. We're gonna kill them." And then they recreated it when they were in Atlanta. Um, but here's the original, and then it sinks into. I got to say one, um, I'm not like a, uh, avid live TV watcher. Um, and most of the sports that I enjoy have very limited ads like soccer. You just, and I just walk away during halftime yeah. usually, um, did not miss commercials. Do not miss or love the fact that we're obviously in like an election year. And, uh, this, I mean, looking at the oh, ads right now, it's just they are hor- dude. <laughs> Even growing up, I've said this a number of, like, when we were young, I don't remember the egregious amount of election commercials. I think they were there. I think just when you're, like, younger, you don't notice it as much. It's, like, with everything, like, you're just not as aware. Um, But it feels like it's every other commercial now. It is, because we're, like, three weeks out, and it's just, it's exhausting. We already know who we're voting for. Right. (laughs) Good grief! I don't. I don't need to see another Doctor Oz commercial. Oh my god! I, just, I don't need to see the sign. Game four, Harper for governor. Much rather. <laughs> Although I. <laughs> well, actually, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. 
don't meet your heroes and uh, don't encourage them to uh, to run, run for office. Run for say, I don't know, a, a Senate seat in Georgia, you know, <laughs> and give them, I don't know, maybe a uh, a special badge that they can wear <laughs> that they think is totally real. Uh, don't meet your heroes; they'll disappoint you. Phils are up the bat now. Hopefully, they uh, strike some magic here. Have you, okay, so did you see this? Because um, I don't know what to call it. I saw someone call it a sportsgasm, and I think so other people call it maybe a little more like safe for the children, a sports mm-hmm. equinox. Um, but it's a, a Philly sportgasm because it's never happened before either, where all five teams are active at the same time. Huh. Um, the Union, the Flyers, the Sixers, the Eagles, and the Phillies. Um, and... The Union play tomorrow night. They yeah. had their their playoff game. So I just thought that was interesting because it is mean, interesting. Really, the last time it was available to be done, the Union weren't even a team yet. So, um, or were just you know starting. Yeah, when, out. when did the Union? Uh, twenty eleven. Okay. So yeah, just like just missed, yeah. or it was twenty ten to twenty eleven, I think. But um, because they just had their like ten year uh, ten year anniversary. But yeah. Never, uh, never huh. happened before. So we have we had our first Phillies. Uh, I like sportgasm. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. But yeah, if you want to be more distinguished, I uh, saw another thing equinox. too. This time in 1980, the Phillies had just won the World Series, mm-hmm. and the Eagles improved to six and zero by beating the Cowboys mm-hmm. in the year that they ended up going to the Super Bowl and. The first time. Entered a global recession, so <laughs> not the first time that the Phillies have been uh, on fire. Like, well, this. if the it Phillies don't make it happen, our Fed surely will. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's um, it's been exciting. It's been exciting having. Uh, I mean, every every day now is like something to watch. Just, I didn't, I couldn't even. I could barely watch the Sixers last night. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't even really like pay watch the first to half, and then I was like, I gotta just watch the Phillies. Entering today, like, the Phillies are twenty-seven and two in franchise postseason history when leading by four or more runs. Well, still, uh, still two still more. Still a innings. lot of baseball. Two more innings to make it happen. Union play tomorrow. They play Cincinnati. Sixers home opener. Sixers home opener, which is great. Um, didn't go so great for the Sixers in Boston, but uh, I mean, never what good, does. <laughs> what what good things happen in Boston? Why the hell fresh hell do we have to? I, every season, I feel like we have to start off in Boston. I know it actually isn't that way, but it feels it feels that way. That way. It's um, like it feels like we say, play Charlotte like, like four times in October. I will say I feel year. like two out of the last three seasons at least oh, yeah. we have opened in Boston. Which 100%. Is just like, can we get one of those at all? I don't know. Or can we just play Ugh. anyone else? <laughs> like, I'd rather start off against like Houston. I'd rather – yeah, that'd be great. You know? The <laughs> problem is Phillies are – we get the Bucks tomorrow, which is just like – No sick. Chris Middleton. Yeah, but I mean still not – Yeah, still not great, but – you know, like I, I treat home openers like you do like homecoming in high school. Yeah. You know, like you play a cupcake team because you want to win. Right. You, you want you want them to go home happy. So, um, that's a little frustrating. But yeah, hard to even like. Fo- I mean, already like early season NBA is hard to uh, to really yeah. sink your teeth into. But uh, hard to hard to really like uh, give them my full undivided attention. If I'm being honest. Big time tough. Um, but yeah, I mean. You look at the way that the vibes are going right now with Philly. Like, I can't even remember a time where even, like, Phillies and Eagles were lining up this well. 
you know, side by side. Um, you know, the Eagles improved to six and zero. And Matt, this segment brought to you by uh, a new partner of ours. It's PHI Apparel Company. We have merch, Matt. Merch is back, everybody. And Underground Sports Philadelphia is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. Uh, they provide unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of Philadelphia. Uh, with their original designs for all, there's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd. You guys can go to uh, phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. And use promo code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's promo code UNDERGROUND for 10% off at phiapparel.co. And Matt, they've got some fantastic shirts on there. they got some new ones coming out. We're going to have our own Underground Sports Philadelphia designs on their website as well uh, in the very near future. So shout out to PHI Apparel Co. Uh, for partnering up with us. But Eagles improved to 6-0, beat the Cowboys. Um, it's funny how the narrative flipped from uh, you know, Cooper Rush is uh, the next coming of Steve Young to, oh, the Eagles beat a backup quarterback. That's how it always goes. Always does. That's how it could have told you that before. Uh, they have a built-in excuse. But a win is a win, a uh, crucial division win, especially because the Giants just uh, <laughs> keep out of nowhere. Just keep winning every game somehow. Um, yes, I mean, just keeping that pace, and now that's, that's it. I mean, because – they don't play the Cowboys again until week 16, and it is not inconceivable that that game could mean of nothing. You know, yeah. like if the Eagles keep playing the way they do, um, you know, having that uh, having that tiebreaker already over them could be huge and a uh, good win. Way to, way to do it on uh, on primetime as well, Sunday night. That has been a – like the Eagles have played well in all their, uh, their like big stages yeah. so far this year. Like they've really impressed, and I think – yeah, I think nationally too, people are catching on to that. You know how uh, how good they've looked and impressive performance defensively too. I think again, um, Bradbury and and Slay are quite the uh, the quarterback combo. C.J. Gardner Johnson had yeah his breakout game. Um, they just look like they're clicking on all cylinders, and you know, coming out of the bye, you have I think three of their next five, three of their four in November are in prime time. Um, you have, you know, the game coming out is against the Steelers at home. Then you have short week against the Texans on Thursday night football, Monday night against, uh, the Carson Wentzless Washington commanders now. And, uh, then you get the Packers on Sunday night football in Philly, which going into the season, you and I, when we were doing our, our wins loss breakdown, like that was one where we were like unsure. The Packers look like a total mess right now. And not the team that I think a lot of people expected them to be. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't practicing today with a hurt finger either. It's Wednesday, so, you know, whatever. But, yeah, they have not looked good. <laughs> Offensively, they've looked uh, very bad, and uh, especially defensively, too. You know, they let Devonta Adams go, and they, they trade him with the idea that they free up money to, like, invest in their defense, both in, in picks and, and resigning some guys and – that hasn't totally paid off so far either uh, this season. And, yeah, I uh, not the place that you expected them to be in. Um, and, uh, you know, that game I think we, we looked at in the beginning of the season in a much different way than we do now. But still, I th- think everything kind of rings true for the Eagles and, in, in, you know, the, the quality and strength of their, their schedule going forward is not 
challenging. You know, it's there. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of winnable games, and that's um, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nick Sirianni right now is the favorite to win Coach of the Year, which I mean, rightfully so. I know a lot of people are saying Brian Dable right now, but it, it's pretty tough to argue Nick Sirianni, especially like if you're just looking strictly on paper, like. Eagles schedule the rest of the way like maybe they lose one two games on paper um you don't know what the Giants are going to be especially because like it seems like they're winning games in spite of Daniel Jones um which you never want to do in the NFL you don't want to win games in spite of your quarterback um, if you have Daniel Jones as your quarterback it's probably, it's probably the, the way formula you're <laughs> <laughs> um but I mean it is uh it's nice for the Eagles to be six and zero going into the bye. Like, is something that I think a lot of people felt could happen. weren't sure. You know, obviously the Cowboys game was there. Um, you had the the Cardinals who were always pesky, and you you know you hadn't won in Arizona since two thousand one. Uh, the Vikings on the schedule, who the Eagles are their only loss. So I mean, for the Eagles to to be at the bye week, get fresh, get healthy. Uh, kind of at the midway point of the season, being undefeated is pretty damn cool. Yeah, um, I think the Dolphins got to be seventy-two. Dolphins got to be a little worried, right? A little worried. Uh, you know, maybe. champagne's on ice, baby. <laughs> uh, also, having Meek Mill perform pregame, smart move. You were not going to lose that smart, game. Smart move. Um, did feel like they pulled out a lot of the stops though. For just not that it was only a week six game, but you know, like felt like we really. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, we, you know, they, they bring, like, you expect the big, like, fireworks show for, like, July 4th, and it's, like, a random <laughs> June Saturday night, and, like, Wildwood is just going all out. It's like, it feels like you could save some of this for <laughs> July, you know, the firework time, but... Yeah. Um, shout out to them, I guess, for really uh, really not letting uh, not letting uh, anything be held back. And, felt uh, like a playoff move. That's all I was saying. And I don't it hate did. it, but it's like, probably could have just saved that for, like, January. I feel like the playoff move would have been Meek at halftime. Yeah. Um, but also, did you see the uh, the fan that ran out of the tunnel? I did. The Eagles, and every single player who was asked about it thought it was like the guy won like an auction or like a, a make-a-wish thing. If you walk, like you know where you're going, and like you are meant to be there, you you'll be shocked at the places you can end up. It oh was, yeah. There's a great. I mean, it's obviously it was scripted, obviously, but um, God, now I can't remember it. It was a TV show on MTV when I was in high school, and um, it was The Bucket List, I think it is what it was called, or maybe it had, like, a better name than that. Um, but essentially that, it was, like, a bunch of, like, young dudes who, like, had, like, a bucket list, and uh, so for, like, every time they, like, knock something off their bucket list, they would also help someone, like, a random person, you know, with, like, either a bucket list thing or something, like, in their life that was, like, affecting them a lot, like, reuniting them with, like, a family member or something. Um, and, like, a lot of their things were, like, I think one was, like, to get, like, a date with Taylor Swift, and the guy, like, snuck into, like, the VMAs. And, I mean, it's all, like, scripted, so you know they, yeah. like, just had him walk in there. But they, like, it's true. Like, if you just, like, act like you know where you're going. Anytime I think of that, I think of that joke so often. They were just, like, how the hell are we supposed to get into the Playboy Mansion? It's, like, we'll just, I don't know, lie. <laughs> like, and it works. Like, it just, just works. And uh, David Robertson is back from his uh, Old man attack. <laughs> Old man D-Rob. Um... But, yeah, I mean, you look at that and then you, you shift focus now. I think it's cool that the Phillies have their travel day Thursday to now have focus on uh, the Union 
postseason game, which brought to you by Bino Board. You guys can go to BinoBoard.com. That's B-I-N-H-O-B-O-A-R-D.com. And use code BINOUSP for 10% off your order. They're dropping new boards every single week leading up to the World Cup. And I'm pretty sure this week's or this past week was uh, Team Mexico. And it might be the coolest one yet, Matt. Uh, yeah, f- this Friday, this one drops. Here's Team Mexico. Yeah, Mexico. They they redid their uh, their like uh, federation crest, and uh, they have some very very clean looking uh, jerseys for the World Cup. I'm a little jealous of uh, of how interesting <laughs> they uh, they get with their some of their stuff. I wish the USA would follow suit a little bit, but yeah, um, you didn't get FC FC Cincinnati tomorrow Thursday night. Uh, it's an off day for the Phillies. I know it's uh, obviously the home opener for the Sixers, but um, exciting game and uh, not the best opponent. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of the one that I think everyone sort of wanted to avoid. I think if we're in the whatever weird psycho hell they want for the MLB where you can pick your own opponent. Um, actually, I don't know that you'd pick NYCFC either. So I guess, I guess it, it kind of has. Well, it would have been out. the Red Bulls, right? Or do they reseed? Uh, like if you like got to like reseed oh, okay. it and like pick whoever you wanted, um, like out of like the remaining, you know, you'd get the choice in Cincinnati yeah. in uh in NYCFC. So, um, I don't hate it, <laughs> but I don't love it either. Cincinnati, the problem is they just have a, a very similar style to the Union, and the way the Union plays not great against teams that play in a similar way. Uh, because you kind of want teams to dominate the ball a little bit and open up space and that's how the union have been so like destructive at times especially on, on the counter uh, so much this season and you know they've been good at that press and you know when you have a team that is sort of looking to do the exact same thing to you you end up and you saw it for a lot of that game against Cincinnati and New York Red Bulls where there's a lot of just like dead space and a lot of uh, empty possession and um, you know you get like an explosion of goals in the last like 15 minutes from Cincinnati to to win it but um, yeah I I still think the union are, ah, oh, Christ. Well, we'll see you in Philadelphia, folks. <laughs> yeah, it is now 8-4 Padres. Um, you know, it, it's just, a, it's, I still think the the Phillies, ah, uh, the Phillies, Christ. The the union are uh, are certainly good enough to, to beat Cincinnati, and you have that home field advantage. I think the only worry, too, is uh, Bedoya has been um, a little unclear if he's going to be playing. Uh, he's been, like, working off to the side a lot in uh, in training, and, uh, the news doesn't sound like overly positive about him, but Union are unbeaten in 17 home games, so we'll take it. And I, I, again, I think that the better team, you have to have faith in that. And uh, I'm really looking forward to to seeing them hopefully progress to uh, Eastern Conference Finals. And then uh, today, announced by uh, the Mayor of Philadelphia, Tyrese Maxey, that uh, Andre Blake wins goalkeeper of the year in the MLS and Glessness wins defender of the year and uh, obviously Andre Blake also up for the MVP award and a lot of people in the MLS community up in arms uh, that Gazdag was uh, snubbed for MVP yeah um, Mukhtar was always going to win it unfortunately he's just had like an un- unreal season got the golden boot and it's just been so much the focal point I think if Gazdag had had it sort of like came on, you know, uh, you know, around like June of this year, and I think if he has like the more like full season of that, he also is probably winning the Golden Boot, um, and and therefore probably you know I think it's a, a little more favor in his eyes. But um, I think 
Mukhtar is like such a central focus of his team. I think that's that's why he gets an MVP award, which is a bit of a bummer. But um, you can't you can't sweep them all, you know. And you yeah. gotta have some some motivation potentially for next year. Although guys that could be uh, could be leaving in the winter, it's not a completely out of out of the realm of possibility that he's this is uh, you know his last stretch as, as a Union player. So, um, but yeah, it's still good that you have <laughs> guys that are competing for like multiple, multiple individual awards and, uh, you know, a lot of like team awards and things like that. Like that just speaks obviously to the quality that the, the union have. Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of people were saying, you know why Gazdag wasn't even, uh, nominated for the award. Cause it had to put somebody of, of name into it. Oh, Jesus. Um, and, uh, just get it all out now. Get all yeah. the get, get all, all the bad out, toxicity this. done. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you and I talked last week. We said we want to avoid Cincinnati. There, who comes through? And like you said, I mean, the Union are unbeaten at home this year, which I think is a good sign. I think the crowd is going to be just as electric um, down at Subaru Park on Thursday night because one of if not the best home field advantage in all of mls yeah um really i mean every every team now that's that's left has uh it's a pretty pretty spectacular home field advantage um austin who like everyone who went to austin's uh first playoff game got like a, a really cool like yeti mug because uh, they're, they're obviously uh sponsored by yeti that's their their shirt sponsor which is really cool but even like montreal uh, lafc you have a el trafico in uh lafc and la galaxy in the uh, the Western Conference there and, and that semifinal matchup, so um, all four teams hosting have like <laughs> pretty renowned uh, home field advantage, so that's uh, that's exciting. Looking yeah. forward to seeing what wrench gets thrown into that. <laughs> uh, man, the uh, I mean, when it comes down to it, I think the Union still have the the advantage to win uh, in the matchup against Cincinnati, but. It is the playoffs. Anything can happen, but I still feel pretty confident about them pulling away with a win. Absolutely, I, I I'd still back them a hundred percent, and uh, I think uh, I think we'll we'll be back in the the conference finals, which is what this what this team deserves and, and what their talent level is at. You know, that's that's where they should be. Also, now that he's retired, it is pretty wild that uh, everyone is now tapping Jay Wright to do a whole lot of stuff like Jay Wright was just in the in the stands at the clinching game for the Phillies not in a box or anything he does the voiceover for the union hype video that comes out today um he seems to be you know just uh putting himself into the city of Philadelphia more and more now that he doesn't have to worry about coaching Villanova yeah um I think he's probably just cool just chilling I think that's I think when you retire from like one of the best jobs that you could have like in your career. It's like, I don't know what else you do after that besides just whatever you want. Um, so good for him. Or he's just waiting around because it came out today, Matt, that uh, the odds for the first coach to get fired in the NBA this season, uh, it's Steve Nash is the favorite, and then Doc Rivers is number two. I wish, but it won't happen. Um, Doc Rivers, this is a total not fired until May type yeah. of situation. Uh, Unless it gets real bad, it, and I mean, if it has to get that bad, like I don't know, I, I just clearly the team is like stuck with him, and is now stuck with him. So hopefully they get it done against Milwaukee, but you never know. Um, 
And then uh, somehow, some way, we didn't think we'd be talking about these guys, but Philadelphia Flyers are three and zero to start the season, three and zero in the John Tortorella era, and they're playing incredibly like on paper, like playoff teams, teams that are favored to obviously always get to the Stanley Cup final, and winning games in comeback fashion. They're they're like not quitting, and it is unreal to me that this team is three and oh because we everybody thought this team was just going to be bad this was a beginning of a actual rebuild and they're three and oh now talk about a team i have not watched a second of same <laughs> these motherfuckers uh they i <laughs> it's unreal they are like such a problem child yeah that it's like when you're you don't have your eyes on them, all of a sudden they want to do well, and it's like okay, like we spent some time together, and it's like drop, drop six out of seven. No thanks, I'm not I'm not falling for this siren no. call yet again. I'm not running my ship. Into this the, happens every October into the shallow seas. No, no matter shot. who is the coach at the helm, no matter who's on the roster, this happens every October that this team decides to get off to a hot start, and then they fall by the wayside. Come you know black friday um but hey good for them three and oh and they just want to be part of the good vibes party um we'll see how that all breaks down as uh you know obviously the phillies and the eagles and the union have our full undivided attention and we'll get to the sixers when uh you know it's time to fully worry about them um and then also i talked about this on on monday's show our guy mike scott signed uh to go play in france Ah. Back on the court. Allez-vous, François? <laughs> on, on, on. Uh, I did uh, message him on Instagram to uh, congratulate him. He hit me with a thanks, boss. Um, but happy to see him back out there. I know this summer he was, you know, full-blown getting back into uh, training mode. He was posting, you know, his workout videos on Instagram a ton. So happy to see him get back out on the court. Um, and Matt Survivor. It's another week. It's brought to you by our pals over at Kenwood Beer. You guys can go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use that all-new and improved Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, always please drink responsibly. Another week in the books. Coco goes to their first tribal council. And, uh, you know, paranoia gets the best of you when it comes to uh, voting time. And they send Lindsay home, and uh, all I had to say was I was just happy that James was safe. Yeah, I was, I was glad, too, that James seems to be, like, the – not only just the focal point of Alliance, but he was, like, the one, like, reaching out to Lindsay, like, it's you're safe. Yeah. You know, and I felt for Lindsay in a way because I think it is hard to not be paranoid when everyone's, like, telling you that you're safe. Yeah. It's, like, it's a hard balance to strike, I think, where it's, like, you really never should feel safe in – uh in survivor but also like you do have to like show some trust in people um but i mean she clearly just got a little a little too paranoid i actually don't mind the move because i think if someone is that um that un unstable with your like alliance uh, at that point um when things actually get like really hard and you have to make like harder decisions and more like complicated votes and uh you know maybe you get worried about like swaying alliances and stuff you know, you, you want people who are, like, fully committed and fully trust you. And if 
someone is like not totally convinced that <laughs> you're not lying to their face, then maybe you can't have an alliance with them. Um, so that, that sucks. It kind of becomes like a self fulfilling prophecy, I think in a way. Um, so it was, a, it was a bummer to see here go, but I, I don't think it was necessarily the, uh, the wrong choice. Right. Um, although I did think it was interesting, like Ryan and her seemed on like a complete opposite sides, which mm-hmm. I, I, we didn't really get a lot of that, like in terms of like, explanation but i did find that interesting um because i don't really know where ryan stands within that tribe at all and i thought he was going to be the one that they would vote off because he struggled in the challenge to knock down those cubes struggled putting the puzzle together um but then of course you know vessi's helping uh which was so weird i don't know that i really remember that happening all that much and ever i i remember like in individual challenges yeah here and there, but tribe to help tribe was a very strange. I guess move. they just really wanted Coco to have to go to tribal. <laughs> uh, I also really liked the reward in that challenge where you win, you know, the reward, and then you get the opportunity to go to the other tribe and, and take something from them. I thought that was a unique twist that I don't know if we've ever seen. If we have, it's been a long time. Um, and I think the way that it all turned out was uh, a positive for Vessi because they walked away with a, a King's ransom from Coco getting their, their fishing gear, getting uh, a whole bunch of food to bring back as well. And uh, yeah, you know, we're waving the white flag right now, Matt Kyle Gibson now enters the game for the Phillies. You mean the Cy Gibson? <laughs> hey, you know what? I believe in this team still. That's all I'll say. Oh, yeah. I feel good going back to Philly. One oh, minute, I, so. st- I still feel good about this game. I, you could... Four runs, baby. We could have a four-run inning again. I believe in that. I'm not going to say it's going to happen. <laughs> but, you know. It could. <laughs> um, but going into uh, tonight's episode, how do we feel uh, with, with how... The dynamic has now shifted. Everybody's been to tribal now. Everyone's gotten a taste of uh, what that feeling is like. And it seems like a lot of uh, chaos is on the the verge of happening in between uh, a whole bunch of tribes. Especially, they've been building up like this like dynamic on the yellow tribe where like they just hate each other. And it feels like it's starting to reach that boiling point. Yeah, I think we just need to see them go to a tribal to yeah. kind of see that like like truly like blossom into something like tangible because right now we're just seeing, uh, I don't know. We're seeing nothing <laughs> at all. We're just getting like the, I, you know, we're getting just the, you know, the, the like little snippets, mm-hmm. you know, and, and little vignettes from, from them and maybe some for like the preview and stuff. But, um, in terms of like actual, uh, like content, it really just seems like Gabler versus Ellie. Those are like, the yeah, two, like kind of, uh, spearheading, the uh the hatred <laughs> i guess in the division and then it's like everyone's got like laser focus on owen and he just seems to not really be doing too much like in the spotlight but it seems like he's like plotting and scheming owen is like to me xander you know like yeah. it's like everyone is kind of like kind of like wants to get him out but i think he's gonna be safe because there are just like other more like pressing uh targets lying around yeah, it's um 
And it's weird because, like, the way things have gone, it, it's so different, I think, from the first two, like, accelerated seasons we've had where, like, you still don't really have a read on anybody nine days into this thing. Right. I feel like we've bounced around so much. Yeah. That it's been, uh, it's been hard to really, to really get a solid read. I, I, I don't know what it is, but, um, yeah, I, I liked, uh, I like Jesse so far. I think, uh, he's had some, some good moments and, um, you know, we'll see. Seems like well put together. I can see why he's a lot of people's favorite. Cody, I think he'll go far. I think, um, Worries me a, a little bit, card. though. He's a little bit of a wild card, and I think he kind of... I mean, I, I think he played the uh, the situation well. Like, he started with the mission. I actually thought his reasoning was like, yeah, of course they're going to make you, like, any deal possible now that you've yeah. put it on the table that you might take the machete. So, he did get a little more than, uh, than maybe he thought he would. But I do worry with him sometimes. Like, he seems to have this, like, bluntness about him. That I think mm-hmm. he... It just seems like maybe rubs people the wrong way, which uh, which could be a, an obstacle. But James looks good. Yeah. I like our pick so far. Still feeling good. He has a, a good role where he seems to be uh, like a, a core part of Alliance, but he's also getting like that soother that like has those like good relationships with people. Um, he's like so a Danny-Deshaun like, combo. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Um, so we'll see how that all plays out tonight. Uh, make sure you guys follow at Buffs and Snuffs on Twitter. Uh, for all your survivor updates and of course follow us on the socials at underground phi on twitter instagram follow matt on twitter at matt castorina follow me at kbizzl311 check out the website undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com subscribe to the podcast feed apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you get your podcasts we are there uh really helps the show when you subscribe leave those five star ratings and reviews if you've already subscribed you can unsubscribe and resubscribe it plays with the algorithm that way as well um and of course subscribe to the underground sports philadelphia youtube channel you get full video episodes of all of our podcasts on the network we're on that road to 1k challenge uh we're at 255 youtube subscribers now get us to a thousand and big things will uh pop off and we can continue to make dope content for you guys at an even bigger level and uh you know smash that like button ring the bell icon comment down below your thoughts on the fills in the nlcs the eagles being undefeated the union getting set for their semifinal match in the mls cup playoffs how you're feeling about the three and flyers the sixers anything in between survivor let us know in the comment section below shout out to our sponsors main auto llc douche arms pro foot security 21 security systems Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, Tomahawk Shades Pickup, Kenwood Beer, Bino Board, and of course, our new pals, PHI Apparel Co. All of their information and promo codes and links and everything are in the description on YouTube and in the show notes on audio. This has been episode number 474, another Red October edition of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Matt, I'm KB. Till next time, we are signing off. Peace. Reese Hoskins home run. Hey, yo. There's a heartbeat. That's A5. Chance.